0: This episode of The Playlist Podcast is brought to you by Genius Aretha. National Geographic's Emmy-winning limited series, Genius, returns for a new season celebrating the life and legacy of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Oscar-nominated triple threat actress, Cynthia Erivo, stars as the legendary artist widely considered the greatest singer of the last 50 years. She's joined by Emmy-winning actor Courtney B. Vance as her father, the Reverend C.L. Franklin, and a stellar ensemble cast. The critics have sung the praises of the series, with The New Yorker calling it, quote, a powerhouse showcase for a powerhouse performance. And IndieWire saying Cynthia Erivo is utterly spellbinding. Genius Aretha is for your consideration for outstanding limited series, lead actress in a limited series, and supporting actor in a limited series. For more information, visit natgotv.com slash FYC or watch all the episodes streaming on Hulu. Welcome to the Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host Charles Barfield, managing editor of the Playlist. For this episode, I have a special interview we recently conducted with Rob McElhenney, the co-creator, co-writer, sometimes director, producer, and star of the Apple TV Plus series Mythic Quest, and of course, he's one of the main stars and co-creators of the insanely popular FX series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Over the course of the interview, we definitely talk quite a bit about Mythic Quest and how he's able to create such well-rounded characters that are more than your typical office sitcom archetypes. We also discussed the quality of the ensemble cast that surrounds McElhenney, including, of course, Sunny alum David Hornsby. But we definitely do end up speaking more about It's Always Sunny and the fact that Hulu pulled episodes of the series and how the gang is set to tackle cancel culture in the upcoming season. But before I throw it to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist podcasts is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So without further delay, here's the interview with Rob McElhenney, where I'm joined by my co-host, Mike D'Angelo. Enjoy. Enjoy. <music> I want to welcome Rob McElhenney to the Playlist Podcast talk about Mythic Quest, show that we love. Um, but first, I got to express my displeasure right now because you aren't Zooming us shirtless from your hot tub, and you're not in like a nature retreat giving us a motivational quote. So I feel a little ripped off, not going to lie.
1: I'll say that there are some similarities that I share with Ion, but I'd, I'd like to believe that not, not all of them. Not okay. So, yes, I, I'm going to keep this as professional as possible. And I'm 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 currently in my office and um, we'll keep it as we'll keep the shirts on. I think I think that's a good.
0: good Let's just see how this goes. But um, <laughs> now keeping in the spirit of you and Ian, in one of the recent episodes, you guys did like a personality test. And I was like it was a great episode. It was very interesting. Ian, of course, is the lion, as he should be. But I mean, I'm curious what Rob would be. So of those animals, which which do you think Rob would be? Are you secretly uh, a butterfly?
1: I, yeah, I, I think so. yeah I mean I, I was I would say I'm I'm, a, I, I'm either a butterfly or a baboon. You know um, I,
0: I have it written yeah. down. I said, are you secretly a baboon or a butterfly is my guess? Yeah
1: yeah I, I, I think I, I'd like to believe I'm a butterfly because I like the, I like the idea of floating through life casually um, and uh, without a care in the world.
0: Ah, that's very beautiful it's so- not
1: true it's not true <laughs> and by the way i'm assuming that butterflies have many many concerns including birds and other predators
0: yeah so- i mean everything yeah. right like a harsh wind
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think baboons have a ton of cares i'm gonna go baboon
0: yeah and you get to like fling poo at people sometimes Yeah, just for the red anus it's got to be yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay well so to get to <laughs> mythic quest finally here. You're in season two right now. And I saw in another interview, actually, that you said you filmed an entire episode pre-pandemic. You had like a whole season mapped out. And then once the pandemic hit, you kind of just threw those plans out the window. So I would like to take a trip to Earth 2, where Mythic Quest didn't have to stop and that episode aired. So could you let us know, you know, what we missed on this uh, pre-pandemic season two episode?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was pretty boring, which is great. (laughs) <laughs> because we, we had an excuse to throw it out it was mm. like it. I, I don't know it was I, I remember even halfway through shooting it before we were talking about shutting down uh, maybe in the second day of production I was like reading through the scenes and I was like I don't think this is really up to the I don't think this is really up to snuff like what what, what we've really been creating certainly in the in the first season and I think we really hit our stride in the second episode and and, and yet, there were still elements of the episode that were were, were really interesting and and fun, uh, and we were telling the story of Ian and Poppy working together for the first time. But it kind of felt a little bit derivative of the first season, and we were we were intentionally doing so to make it feel like oh this is just a continuation of the first season. But I think one of the one of our greatest strengths of of the second season is that we we basically threw all that shit out the window, and we thought well I, we don't want to make it feel like anything other than. This particular episode, and we want to we want to approach every episode uh, knowing uh, it, it, that we want to we want to do something a little bit scary each time. So that's what we continue to do.
2: Yeah, and and one of the things is the characters in this season really get fully dived into, and we, we can jump into that. But about the characters that you create, both on Mythic Quest and Oy Sunny, you seem to consistently and effort effortlessly kind of ride the line. Of creating characters that are kind of selfish, amazingly selfish, socially inept, um, but somehow really likable despite their their obvious flaws. So I'm wondering what the secret is here uh, with keeping an audience on your side when you're you have characters that are kind of despicable on paper.
1: Well, certainly, Sonny. Um, I mean, those characters are are live action cartoons. They're they're yes. not really even human beings, and they never have been. I mean, maybe the first season we were trying to dabble in real humanity, but the truth is that they're just um, physical manifestations of the human id, and I think <laughs> that's why people are able to go along that ride with us, because they recognize that we're not presenting fully fleshed out human beings. We're presenting, a, we're presenting the worst aspects of the human condition in live action form. Um, whereas with Mythic Quest, we wanted to create um, real people, but we wanted to create difficult people. And so if you notice what we're really trying to do on a rather consistent, even episodic basis is to show both the uh, positive attributes of a character and the negative attributes. And again, it's a television series, so it's going to be an extreme version of a real person, but we wanted them to feel real. And I just think we're getting into a very strange place in our culture um, currently. And I think we all can widely accept it, that there's this um, very strange litmus test where people are either All good or all evil, and if you're on, Mm -hmm. on, you're either on the good side or or you're on the bad side. And if you're on the bad side, we can't be friends, and I can never talk to you again, and I'm going to distance myself from you at all costs. And I just feel like that's bullshit. It's not, it's not um, indicative of what humanity really is. It's not indicative of what real relationships are. Um, We're messy. We make mistakes. Um, We try our best. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we succeed. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we we make good decisions. Sometimes we make poor decisions um, and that's just who we are. And so that's what we're trying to present with mythic quest. And I think that the audience is recognizing that humanity.
2: Yeah. And not to besmirch the cast of always sunny, but you know, mythic quest has a fucking stacked cast you have there, including yourself. But you know, there are a lot of secondary characters that didn't necessarily get a ton of time on the first season that really shine. Like I really love, Danny Pudi's arc. Uh, and he's absolutely amazing with Jesse Ennis. So, it, you know, like you were kind of saying, you you want to dive deeper into the humanity of every one of your characters, even Ian. Um, how rewarding has it been just kind of as a writer and creator to see these guys become more than archetypes, become, you know, people?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the fun for me. That's why I'm so excited about coming in, into the writer's room every day is because we're, we're, we're approaching this show very, very differently than, the, than, than how I approach Sunny. Um, and, and I think it's because generally with Sunny, what we try to do is kind of look from the outside in and on the show like this, we look from the inside out. And that's how we can really um, evolve these characters and move them to different places. Um, one of the really funny things that I see, uh, whether it's social media or in reviews or the way people are writing about um, Mythic Quest season two, uh, and it's all exceptionally positive. Um, but I just find it interesting that a lot I hear over and over and over again, oh, wow, they're really, like, I, I'm really starting to, like, love this show because I'm really understanding the characters. And I'm like, well, yeah, we're only, t- uh, how many, 20 episodes into the show at this yeah. point? I mean, the, what we've aired is 15 episodes. I mean, I think on Sunny we have 14 years of it, right? So, mm-hmm. So a television series is, and traditionally always has been, um a slow burn medium especially comedies because it's hard to walk into a room and make somebody laugh you have yeah. to know them you have to understand them and the only way you're going to do that is by following them and getting to know them know them over the course of of multiple episodes certainly sunny when people are like oh i hated it when i first saw it i'm like yeah that, <laughs> that's by design of course you did it, <laughs> it's, it's repugnant those people are repugnant and if you take them at face value and you don't see what we're trying to do with the show then then, of course, I, I would think there's something wrong with you if you didn't like it at first. and i I believe I believe Quest is kind of the same, except it's a little bit more palatable from the very beginning.
0: Yep. I like that. I like you describe your show as a little bit more palatable than your hugely successful show. So that's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, I know this might be the wrong thing to say to somebody who wasn't in the episode, but my favorite episode of Mythic Quest is the Doc and Bean flashback. Um, I know you directed it, so so you know you still take credit for it. But uh, I think it's one of those episodes of TV that anybody, even if they're not familiar with Mythic Quest, they could just like take that out, watch it, and still just be like and in, in, invested in the emotions of it. Um, so. What was the motivation to do that episode? And I know you've got um, backstory, I think is what's called the next one that's airing. And I, I believe that goes back into uh, another character's flashback time. So what's your motivation for doing these flashback episodes? And is this something you're going to do like every season that you have, you know, going on? Because I want to pitch one. I'm sorry. David Hornsby. Sure. <laughs> I want his background episode where we find out about his terrible childhood and his terrible first marriage. And, and then it can then just go to him being a wolf.
1: David, right they want to do a show about you. Can you believe it? Yeah. He's in the, he's in the next room. We're, we're breaking sunny. And he, 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 I'm surprised he hasn't come running. Yeah. Uh, he'll he's probably, a, he, 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 he hasn't, maybe he didn't hear it, but he felt it. That yeah. Like
2: we're yeah. Talking
0: about him. And he's he is the wolf. He's now. got maybe He's the in senses. cricket mode. Yeah. Oh, cricket mode. He yeah, might yeah, be in cricket thing. mode
2: and he needs to hear, he needs to hear that drugs are in the room. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I believe, um, I, look, I, it's funny because I've also heard people talk about like that episode or even the backstory episode. as like a departure or uh, a step out episode. And I, I just don't look at the, at the, at the show um, as, as just the, the, the sum of its parts to me, the, 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 I look at the show from the macro and what we're trying to say thematically and, and some of the areas that we're trying to, um, trying to mine for uh, interesting stories and things that we all share together as a as a as a species and so i'm kind of looking at every episode as an opportunity to do that and to exempt to shine a light on those things and to sort of sort of explore them through different characters so um it's not really a, a, a a standalone episode even though it could be watched on itself or by itself and it does technically stand alone you don't have to have seen any episode before or after but i would contend that it's that much more rich because you have and I believe that the entire first season uh even with the episodes just back in the office and the relationship with Poppy and Ian is is um is exponentially uh, more complex because that episode aired and that people had an emotional response to it because you saw what could have been you saw what could be um with Ian and Poppy if they don't uh, if they don't watch their step and if they don't make very specific choices so and then we see how they're very directly related um, to to them in this in the fact that it's in the same space so not only do we occupy the same thematic space but we occupy the same physical space to me they all just feel like characters of the show I wouldn't look back at at uh, Mythic Quest you know a few years from now and say oh well Jake and and Kristen were just like guest stars I mean to me they were a huge part of of the ethos of what of, of the of the series and we'll continue to do them sure
0: yeah and i i do like the callback to it in a season two episode where i, I believe it's season two or maybe it's of season one where you you point at the the carving in the wall or in the pillar there that's yeah got the feels yeah. so um <laughs> <laughs> we have well, to talk
1: a lot, there's a lot more coming so backstory Good. uh is a is a flashback episode to talking about like wanting to really evolve some of these characters and understand really our intent is to present. I'm glad you're, you're picking up on the fact that a lot of these characters are, are in some ways, you know, d- difficult, even in some, in some cases um, problematic and, and repugnant repugnant. And one of those characters potentially could be CW. He's very one note. He, <laughs> he's very one dimensional. He comes in and says the the most awful <laughs> things possible and is an HR nightmare. So we want to, we don't want to excuse the behavior, but I think what we wanted to do was present to you a story that gets into, uh, into, his, into his life well before he, he, he comes into Mythic Quest and maybe it, it might, um, it might create a little bit of more empathy for him that you might not necessarily
0: have had before. I mean, who doesn't have a Thailand story though? That's all I'm saying.
2: Uh, so Everybody's yeah. got one.
0: Yeah, we have to talk about the quarantine episodes. I think they're they're pretty um, pretty important in the, the whole scheme of things for the show. So unlike other series, you guys are kind of diving in headfirst on the COVID stuff. Some series are just completely like pretending it never happened. Um, other series, you know, are just putting masks on for whatever reason. You guys actually did quarantine episodes. So when did that come into, uh, when did that come into your head? Like, I want to do something. I want to recognize this COVID as, as something that we can tell throughout the story. Cause you mentioned CW he's kind of this disembodied face on an iPad for the season. Um, did you decide to tackle it the way you did once this all started or, um, was this something that kind of just evolved naturally and please let's make sure we have Everlight as a regularly occurring thing. I loved Everlight.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so, so did I, I mean, we, the first quarantine episode was just made um, out of the desire to get the crew back to work. We had shut down. So we had everybody there and ready to rock, but they just couldn't leave their house. And so um, I thought, well, this is a good opportunity. We have the equipment. This is a good opportunity to maybe shoot something from home where never, nobody ever leaves their house, but we can get the whole crew working via zoom. That could be fun and interesting and a weird challenge and we're not doing anything else. So let's do it. And Apple gave us the green light. And so we made that episode, and we wanted to make sure it, it it fairly represented what everybody's experience was shared shared experience. And of course, there was there was a comedic element to it, and of course, there was um you know some real some real uh, pathos. A lot of people were, were struggling with, with so many different things and continue to struggle. Um, and we wanted to represent that fairly. And then, but we wanted to end in triumph and and make it feel as though we were looking forward to to coming back. And then when we were able to go back and shoot on stage. Um, we wanted to be respectful of the fact that um, when we would start airing the season, second season, um, that we would still be in the tail end of the pandemic. Um, and yet we kind of took a bet that nobody wanted to talk about it anymore or see it represented in their popular culture that we've like collectively as a, as, a, as, a, as a planet have decided like, great, we just lived through that. It was awful. Now can we move on? And so we wanted to do an episode that That um, was our transition. That was the transition from the darkness into the light. And that was Everlight. And then from that point forward, we would just never look backwards.
2: Yeah. Um, As far as like the, I mean, the gamer of it all or the gaming company of it all, I know you did a lot of research up front for the first season and you talked to a lot of people in the industry, specifically Ubisoft. Um, I'm wondering if you've had any follow up from them, how they're reacting to it specifically that I build worlds guy that you've, you've mentioned a couple of times. I'm wondering if you ever saw it and and reacted to it.
1: I don't know. I mean, we definitely have had, uh, I mean, we continue to bring in as many people as we can. It was a little bit trickier this year because we were writing entirely via zoom. Uh, We had to rewrite Mm -hmm. the entire second season and we did that. Um, We didn't come into the office for that. So we were doing that via zoom, but we would still bring in experts um, via zoom and, and people we wanted to talk to, including, um, human resources my father worked in human resources <laughs> in social services in philadelphia and so he was always a resource um, just because i knew i wanted to do more with carol cuz Carol carol's, uh, carol's well, his favorite she's character great in this and, season. and is also one of one of my favorite characters as well
0: the episode we we i talked about with the the surveys and everything she just is pitch perfect throughout that episode
1: <laughs> she's great and like that's such a such a great example of an actor coming in and just nailing everything that we write for her in the first season. And then we thought, wow, how, how can we take advantage of that? It's so rare when you have an actor that can come in and just like, just like as a guest, as a guest star, come in and, and just take over. And we thought it's such a waste if we don't really um, play to Naomi's strengths and have her come in and, and, and really run an entire episode. So that's what we did.
2: Yeah. Now, with Charlie being a co-creator and a producer on the show, I was kind of surprised not to see him ever pop up in, in any of the episodes so far. Are there any plans to incorporate him? Or is it kind of like, you know what? Sunny World stays over here. Mythic West World stays over here. This needs its own identity. Or are you just kind of like, fuck that guy. He's got enough.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, tr- the truth is that Charlie and I wrote, and Megan and I wrote the first episode of the show. And then I, I don't think I've seen him since. I don't uh, think I've seen him until we started the first yeah, day makes sense. of 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 Sunny. So, but that was always the intention. Um, we, uh, you know, he 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 went off to make a movie, and and then he's he has various other projects. He's made two movies actually in la- over the last two years, and so you know I, we just got the 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 thing started, and then he was involved a little bit in the casting process, and then and and Megan and I pretty much and David pretty much took it over from there. But I see him every day. I mean, he's right now now we're back in the Sunny room, so I see him every day.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's so big time now with the movies and stuff. He doesn't have time for Mythic Quest. Is that what he did I guess not.
1: That'll be a quote. That'll be yeah. the full quote.
0: Well, I'm going, That's it's going to be yeah. my headline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... With Sunny consistently pushing boundaries over the last decade and a half, um, what's your stance on Hulu having issues with some of the episodes? Because I know that Hulu went back and kind of decided that some of the episodes, not just Sunny, but other series that have like blackface and other insensitive things are removed. Um, Obviously, people are going to look at that and be like, fuck Disney. This is what we knew this was going to happen. So um, basically, did Mickey Mouse sit you guys down, explain the new rules, and are you okay with them? What are the uh, no, rules? I was,
1: I was not, well, we, what are the rules? We don't, we don't hundred percent really know the rules. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, this is always a, di- this is a dicey thing because you know, we're, the, our show is satire and, and there is context, um, that, that, that we, that we are very careful to engineer in every single episode so that, uh, in and of itself, uh, isolated, um, if you look at some of the quotes from Sonny or you look at some of the scenes from Sonny, you look at even some of the, the, the episode titles from Sonny, um, that if you just look at them in and of it themselves, um, then you're, you're going to have a hard time justifying their social relevance or whether or not uh, they should have been made in the first place, uh, or maybe they belong uh, well outside of our, of our culture. I, I just happen to disagree. I think that that's, what we're, that's the whole point of the show. Like, we're, we're really keying in on so many different um sometimes fortunate sometimes unfortunate aspects of the human condition and we're going to get into really uh razor razor's edge type stuff and that's always been the nature of the show and I think our audience can recognize that and people are always like oh how do you uh, do you take a lot of shit and I'm like no not really we don't we don't really because I think critics I think uh, people with a critical eye certainly our fan base and anybody who takes the time to watch an episode of Sonny recognizes what we're trying to do. So yes, of course it's, it's frustrating when somebody just comes in and unilaterally without really watching the episodes pulls them. Um, but that's not really my call. And so what I can do uh, is, uh, is make an episode about it. So that's what we're doing. And the first episode of this season is the gang gets canceled and it's going to be some, something in that, something in that vein and we're going to treat it the same way we treat every episode of the show which is with respect and 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 truly like and dignity and we never punch down and we try to take we try to get all sides of a position uh before we really try to break an episode full of full of dick jokes and jo- <laughs> and and jokes about yeah. bird lawyers
2: <laughs> the the science is a liar sometimes episode pops to mind for for stuff like that I'm, yeah. I Science is a yeah, liar sometimes. Sometimes. Yes.
1: Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> like wh- whenever, whenever we look, there, there's no there's there this isn't a big secret or surprise. We we work in Hollywood, we do what we do. Our writers' room is a pretty progressive, left leaning sp- space, right? And so mm-hmm. our, our our tendency always is to come at it through that lens, right? And then we check ourselves and say, okay, great. So this is how we personally feel. But how can we understand what somebody else may feel? And yeah. there, and then that's why we try to, and how we try to make arguments on every side of, of, of a potential um, hot button issue. And then we look at the extremes of both or all three or all four or all five sides. Sometimes our shows, we have each character has a different, different opinion than the other. Um, we try to look at the extremes of all of those versions. And really what we wind <laughs> up is, with is a giant melting pot of hypocrisy, and I think that's what people find most uncomfortable is that we're holding a mirror up sometimes to to popular Western culture, and I think that becomes uncomfortable in people.
2: Yeah. So jumping back to MQ, obviously we're seeing a lot of big names uh, make the jump to Apple TV for new films and series, and Mythic Quest was kind of like on the ground floor for that. So um as like an apple tv elder statesman you know what do you think the studio or apple tv plus offers that you know is is so appealing for creators
1: well i think you're seeing um i think you're seeing that they're they're putting out a lot of really great content and that people are coming to find it and that apple's reach um albeit i i think that there was a bit of a, a rocky start and i think that they'll admit that but then again you know, anybody starting a streamer, uh, st- starting a new studio, no matter how big you you are, you're going to run into some uh, into some difficulty. And and yet, I see it really starting to cut through. Um, they have a, a number of shows that I see a lot of people talking about that are getting a lot of attention, um, which is great. And I'm just happy to be one of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we do have to wrap up. We only got limited time with you, and you have to go back to making some show called It's Always Sunny. So um, I, I want to thank you again. I also want to tell you that in my household it's always sunny Christmas episode with the, you know, all of, all the throwing rocks at the train, all that is a tradition that will never go away. So thank you for that personally. I love that episode. And uh, thank you for mythic quest. It's awesome. So yeah. Thank you for talking with us and and yeah, we can't wait to finish this season and see what you got for sunny.
1: Thank you. I I, I had a blast. I'm really, really proud of this, this season of sunny and, and um, I, I hope you enjoy the, the, the back half of the season. It gets, really dark. Um, it gets really, um, I, I think, uh, if you, if you had the feels in the first season, I think you'll, 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 you're going to double down. We double down in the second season.
2: Good. Awesome. Can't wait. Real quick, yep. if I could, yes. could you be- describe to the best of your ability what smoking Snoop Dogg's weed is like?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I suggest if you have the opportunity, you should take it. However, everybody does. I think that you, you should not take it at like eight a.m. on a Monday when you have to finish the workday. I would not suggest that.
0: Yeah, or that's, a tough day that's to good get life or, advice.
1: Or 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 talk to anybody you know for the rest of the of the fortnight. I would say, <laughs> you know, I think you should just lock yourself in a room and play video games, and you know, and you'll be all right.
0: Words all right. to live by. All right, thank you, Rob. Have a good one. Thank Thank you
1: so much. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.